With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up, and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. You saw me standing Welcome to the Man City Show podcast. Uh, I'm standing in, I'm Stuart Brodkin, standing in for Nigel Rothband, who's uh, AWOL at the moment, but he will be back very shortly, I'm told. And my guest in the studio is Miles Weber. Evening, Miles. Good evening. And on the phone, we've got uh, Steve Cox. Evening. Evening, mate. Um, right, so uh, let's do this in chronological order. We've had two very important games this week. Uh, in midweek, Sevilla. And on Sunday, uh, the, the, what do they call themselves? I, the scum. Um, yeah. <laughs> at at the are you allowed to say that? Yeah, we are. We just did. Okay, so let's, let's talk about the Sevilla game. And the most important thing about that game, I feel, was the fact that we're going to be... Um, disciplined or possibly disciplined for booing the UEFA anthem, okay, Zadok the Priest by Handel, which is quite a decent piece of music, but not for me. Okay, um, Steve, what's, what is your view on that? Well, I, I have to say, I cannot, why are they booing UEFA? Because they're a bunch of old fuddy-duddies who are stuck up themselves. The reality of it is the fact that they then want to charge City for it just proves it, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's an agenda against. Well, there isn't an agenda against us, but the reality of it is the fair play was a load of old cods. It seems to have been proved to be a load of old cods. They don't <laughs> like the fact that we don't like them. Yeah, and what they then, you know, the Seska Moscow thing seems to be coming up rather a lot in relation to it. Yeah, um, I have to say, I feel for the city fans on that front. Really, we weren't allowed to support our team. The fact that it was a closed shot, well. You know, why should they be allowed in there to support? And they gave away, um, what was it, complimentary tickets or something, wasn't it? They gave away to the sponsors, to all their sponsors. Yeah, yeah, sponsors, yeah. I think the same thing's happening at Sevilla, I'm told. Yeah, yeah, and I I think the City fans have a fair point. Why shouldn't we boo 
UA for Anthem. Who cares? You know, we just want to make our feelings known. Exactly. Free country. It's not, it's not violent, is it? Exactly. No, no. I, I, I mean, on the on the subject of UA for Stuart, I know I'm probably going to ramble a little bit here. Go but on. Um, I, I actually went, took my son. It was his first time at the Etihad last weekend for the Bournemouth game. Um, and we decided that we'd go up on Saturday and then we would do the stadium tour on the Sunday. And as part of the stadium tour, um, the guide was actually telling us how many changes they actually have to make in the stadium as a result of UEFA coming for the Champions League and the things that they actually have to cover up because of the sponsors and the people that they have to please, please financially. Unbelievable. Apparently, yeah. it takes a day to actually change I'm the sure, thing. yeah. They can't call it the Etihad, can they, apparently? No, no. no. It's ridic- absolutely ridiculous. Our home stadium, we can't even do what the hell we like in it. Absolutely. Right, Miles, what's your view on the I, booing? I mean, I, I think that's all very... Um, I, I can't comment without getting angry about it. We'll get I angry. Think they're, I think they're a joke. They're, they're crooks. They're, they're, they are the unacceptable face of football. And I stand by every City fan in that stadium who booed them. And I hope we continue to boo them. I was one of them. Um, well, excellent. And I think we should continue to do it. And I hope we do it throughout the whole competition. And hoping we go very far in the competition to boo them. Absolutely. It's a complete joke. And it's an absolute farce. The thing that annoyed me most of all was the Moscow game, which really, yeah, yeah. really got my back up. So I think, and, and as said already, um, the fact that we are going to be allegedly fined on the basis of, uh, uh, you know, calling them out for what they are just absolutely sums it all up. Absolutely. We're not, we're not saying anything, we're just booing. They're, right. they're drawing conclusions from that booing. And let's not forget that their general secretary or president, whatever he is, um, you know, is currently under investigation. Um, should be, should so be in prison. It's, it's, a, it's a complete farce, a absolutely. total farce. Okay, let's get back to what actually happened in the game itself. Um, a fantastic goal uh, in the final, in the 91st minute, first minute of stoppage time. Uh, Steve, your view on that goal? Kevin De Bruyne, um, what can I say about the guy? I mean, <laughs> he's absolutely awesome. Um, you know, I say I went up to see the Bournemouth game. It was the first game that I'd actually been and seen him live this season. First one I've actually been able to get to. Um, the guy totally impressed me. His control, his passing absolutely off this planet worth every penny of the 55 million we paid for him and 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 he kind of he's paid us back in spades really because when it's mattered he's actually scored and 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 you know not only that he controls a game um historically we have struggled to win games or even draw games without silver um and aguero etc i think with de bruyne added he actually gives us that little bit extra yeah. that we don't get from Nasri. Nasri's a good player, but Nasri's a good player when it matters to Nasri. Yeah, he's not he's um, not a game changer like De Bruyne is, I think. No, no, and I, and I think De Bruyne didn't really come off too well. He played really well in the Sevilla game, didn't really do quite so well in the derby, but we'll probably come to that. We're going to come to that later, later but, yeah. And I think that's probably down to the fact that they, they'd identified that and marked him quite closely, but that goal was superbly taken. Yeah. Um, he reads the game incredibly well. Yeah. Miles. His, his, pa- his passing, I mean, you know, from what I've seen, his passing was awesome and, and matched only by, strangely enough, Otamendi. Otamendi, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant in both, you know, the game I saw at Bournemouth, the game against Sevilla and the game against the weekend against Scum. OK, Miles, your yeah, view of the I, goal. I look, agree. You, you can't <laughs> sing his praises um, strong enough. He's a, he's a phenomena. I suppose my two worries, which I saw probably more about um, on uh, yesterday than we did during the Sevilla game, is he doesn't have fantastic pace. 
no. which is a little bit of a worry. When he's chasing the ball, he is going to be second to the ball. And as we've already said at the game yesterday, which we'll talk about in more detail, when he is marked out, I'm not sure how physically strong he is to find him, to get himself into position to, to kind of beat the marker. Uh, but that said, this is quibbles against a player who's returning every pound that we, we spent on him. Yeah, what is it, five, six goals in, in five games. I saw him at Palace uh, when he came on for his first game. And he just set the pace and he set the tone and I think he's going to go on for sensational stuff. I can't wait to see him in a settled team yeah. with Silva and Aguero. I just think it's going be to be awesome. incredible he, to he watch. Was, he was better yesterday, Miles, when they moved him from the right back to the left. Uh, uh, and, and, and from what I saw of him against Bournemouth, he was absolutely brilliant on the left. And I think it's, he seems to settle better on that side where he, he kind of takes a step inside someone. And I think it, it just feels more comfortable for him on the left than it does on the right. I, you know what? I think I, I, I think you're right. And that touches on Sterling, which we'll get to later. Um, but I also think he can play through the middle as well. And, and yeah. it, it depends what you're doing with Silva. But I think just so, so many options with him is what makes him so fabulous. OK, we won I, that. I we won the that. other thing is... What, Sorry, we won that game in the 91st minute, OK? I mean, it was a bit of a sweat, a lot of a sweat. Did we deserve to win? Was De Bruyne the difference? Or did we just keep going till the end, you know? Overall, probably Sevilla deserved at least a draw out of that game. Uh, We were a little bit lucky to win it. Um, Defensively, we looked a little bit frail. I don't really like the look of Otamendi and Mangala together as a partnership, whereas Otamendi with company in the derby looked incredibly comfortable as did company actually for his first game back to be fair yep. um and, and and i think that had those two been paired up in the severe game i, I think we probably would have been uh, you know we would have probably deserved it more the reality of it is we did create some very good chances but we had some very very dodgy moments at yeah, the back, really. at the back. Yeah, Sevilla I think are a decent team though they're a very good side they, 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 they won the, the Europa Trophy didn't they the Europa League last they year did, they? Yeah. I think they're, they're typical of a good European side we, we've been, been unable to cope with that sort of side particularly at home yeah. uh, over the last two, three, four years you know I, I, well, I, the I, I think of it, so we, get, we get another three points we're probably actually through to the um, I would yeah, say I, so I, yeah. I, I whatever you agree. call it now I completely uh, look, I agree. I think we were lucky. I don't care. We were lucky. Don't really care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We won it. Um, and I think um, the point about Otamendi is a really good one. I think in the last couple of games we've seen this player come from, I, I, I mean, I don't know where he's come from, but he's becoming a phenomenon. I think it's great. But I agree the, the about... The thing that gets me, Miles, is, yeah. is he's a centre-half that can actually pass the ball. Um, yeah. in, if I go back to the Bournemouth game again, I, I spent a lot of time watching him and he seemed to be able to... M- manoeuvre the ball from defence to attack very, very quickly just by looking up, using his head and seeing where the runners were actually going to. Which which is what he did all of yesterday. I watched him as well and I think almost every ball out was directly to a City player and an intelligent pass to a City player. Look, I'm quite excited by him and I also like the fact that when he did move out of position, which was often, there was communication along the back to cover for him and I think that was also for the first... And maybe that's Vincent coming back and managing the line at the back. Um, I still yeah. don't quite understand what happened with him. I don't quite understand if he was being punished or he wasn't fully mm-hmm. fit from travel. Um, but that's history now, and it was great to see him back yesterday. Yeah, you said today there's no, there's no problem with him and Pellegrini, so uh, let's leave it there and just hope he continues to be injury-free till the end of the season. Um, I, I, guess, I guess at the end of the day, you could, you, you could probably put that down to the fact that 
company is really only at his best when he's completely fully fit. And it may have been that Pellegrini just wasn't comfortable with, with his fitness. Yeah, but I'm, um, I'm less... Having gone and played the additional game... I'm less you know, comfortable with Mangala, by the way. Yeah. I'm less com- I mean, Mangala just frightens me a lot. He's, 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 Mangala, when he's on his game, is very good, very strong. And, and actually, he's great against somebody like Costa because he won't allow yeah. him to bully him. Yeah. But Mangala has brain farts. <laughs> and, 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 and I don't know, he just seems to do some really stupid things at yeah. times. And he get, you know, I think, I think Joe you, Hart you, gave him a bollocking at, at the Bournemouth game. I, I keep going back to it, but I saw after Bournemouth scored, Joe Hart gave him the biggest bollocking I've ever seen somebody give a player on a pitch. And it was purely because Mangala backed off him and then he lashed his foot out at it. And the reality of it is it deflected past Hart for a goal. Yeah. Hart was really angry with Mangala because he didn't get a clean sheet. And, and I think those kind of things seem to happen to Mangala. I don't know what it is that goes through his brain, but he just seems he's to a, have these weird moments. He's a bit accident-prone, I think. In the last yeah. minute against Sevilla, he sliced the ball away and it could have gone anywhere. It just went past yeah. the post. But who knows? It could have been too all. And we would all but, have been... But I think when, he, when he's playing well, he is a brilliant defender. He's physically enormously strong, very athletic... He just needs a bit more positional sense. But we said that about Micah Richards, and that never happened, really, you know. No. Anyway. I, I, yeah, I think Mangala's got... I think, A, we've got to recognise he's still quite young for a defender. And I think he's, he's, he still requires the time to settle. Yeah, but I know it's been a season. At 40-odd million, he should be very close to the finished article. And he's not. Yeah, but is, is that, Stuart, is that the fact that we... Overpaid. See the potential. We were prepared to pay for that yeah, potential. Possibly. Actually, possibly. We just need to see it get realised. I guess. Okay. Well, maybe. I, said that I challenged myself by how quickly Osamendi now has kind of just found the switch, yeah. and has, and looks to have settled. So. But he had yeah. rave reviews last year at Osamendi, and he looks a bit small, and he didn't look good in his first few games. But I think he's now settled in, which leads me on to the uh, game at to the Swamp on uh, Sunday. Um, your thoughts, Stevo? Well. A very interesting game, and 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 probably the first game I've seen for a long time where we haven't really gone all out attack. Um, good or I bad? Think, Is that good or bad? Mm, pragmatic, I think. <laughs> and and I think great word. What does it mean? Yeah, I think one one of the one of the problems I've had with Pellegrini sometimes is he he he's very attack and a very attack minded coach, and I don't think he often has a plan B or plan C, and I think. It did show yesterday that we could be a pragmatic team that actually looks at what's in front of them. And the reality of it is the last thing we needed to do tomorrow was, oh, sorry, yesterday was to lose that game. We didn't want to lose that game. That was the last thing we wanted to do. It would have been great if we could have nicked a goal and won it, but we didn't want to do that. We needed to defend first and actually then attack based upon that defence. Now, it, it kind of showed to me that we can actually play that way if we really need to. Yeah, We did have more chances on goal than United, even though I would say that the couple of chances they did have were probably better than the ones we did. Yeah, they were. But, I mean, I, I think the way we played yesterday shows that, um, <laughs> you know, over the years he's never defended. He's never gone anywhere to defend, uh, even Chelsea or Arsenal or... There's anywhere else, uh, even in Europe, he would never defend. I think he believes in the players, which is great for the manager, you know, for a manager to believe in the fact that we yeah. can score more goals 
than the opposition. But there are certain games, and Mourinho recognises this, and all great managers do, that you don't go out to lose. Uh, you don't, sorry, you don't go out to win at all costs. You go out there not to lose. And I think yeah. that's what happened yesterday. I, I, I was a bit disappointed in the performance in a way, but I, I'm sure you agree with me, Miles. It was a, it was a great result. No, I think it was. I think, I think it shows a maturity in, in management. I say that to Pellegrini, who's 66 or something, but I think it does. And I, and, and I, I, I thought... The fact that he took Sterling off, he made the changes, also showed the fact that he was willing to experiment. I was obviously uh, intrigued about bringing on Dimichelis when he did, which also showed that he was now prepared to shut shop and, and take the point, which again is, is it's, you know, not every fan will love that. Yeah. But this is a way, at Old Trafford, we needed one point to go top of the table. And we got it. And we did it. I think what he did when, when he brought Di Michaelis on, we had two, two in midfield, Fernando and Fernandinho, who were magnificent. Uh, and when they brought Fellaini on, uh, he thought, well, they've got three in midfield. We'll go three, this, we'll do the same. And he's never done that in the past. You know, in, in Europe, he hasn't done it. And in the Premier League, he hasn't done it. He said it's easy to play that way. Is that, do you agree with that, Steve? Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I think that when you look at what, Pellegrini had available yesterday. He was missing two players that if they'd have been available, you could have gone all out attack and United were there for the taking. We'd have had Silva and Aguero. The reality of it is you don't set out to defend that. Actually, you throw the kitchen sink at him for the first half and the chances are you probably will score. The reality of it was that both of those players are injured at the moment and we kind of lacked something. Bonnie, unfortunately, it just doesn't seem particularly high on confidence and he's not He's not very good at running into the channels. And so is, I don't he, think he really he... lends himself to playing with one up top. He's the but kind is, of guy is he that if he's got a partner, he'll be all right. Yeah, I well, think, I think both partners... Purely the, person, the available personnel yesterday was what caused Pellegrini to approach that game in the way that he did. And the fact that actually a point was good enough for us. You don't have to win every game to win the Premier League. What you do have to do is minimise the number of times that you actually lose. And sometimes a point is good enough. But just going back on the bony points, I think it's interesting because um, for me, my, my, I'm out on him. I'm not sure. I think he needs, yeah. you know, he needs a better run and he needs to play possibly with, with someone else up front. But he had a game where he had supply-ish from Navas and, and Sterling at times um, and still didn't do a lot with it. So... He, I, he looked, I just don't he know. Looked, he looked almost like a rabbit in the headlights, Miles, to be fair. And, and I think it, it just, there were, there were occasions when Sterling actually, I think, was quite angry with him at one point because he played a beautiful did, ball yeah. and Bonnie just didn't run onto it. <laughs> yeah, and on the other it, side, Torre got... didn't want to run, whereas Aguero will run all day yeah, for that yeah. kind of ball. Torre was annoyed with Sterling at one point when he, he passed the ball to him and he didn't, he didn't go for it. Yes. But, but, I mean, you know, I thought all our front players were poor yesterday in, in yeah. the context of the game. But there again, they had no service. They, it wasn't set up to be an attacking display. So I think we got away with it. In can, some... can we attack Sterling now then? Yes, you can if you wish. I, I think it's unfair. He's a young boy, played in every game. He's 21, is he, or 20? Some, yeah, something like that. 20, I think. I said 21 last week. But, I mean, he'll learn. He's with a new team, new training, new everything. Carry on, Miles. Well, have a no, go. No, you, have made a go. Very, oh, you made me feel guilty now. No, no, no. I just, I, you know, I, I, I've kind of twiddled my thumbs to say I, I, I need to see more. I need to see you beating men. I need to see you standing up. I mean, the amount of times he's on the floor at a tiny little flick. 
uh, is too much. And, and, and I know he tracks back and he does come back and that's to his credit. But then he'll just, you know, flap his arms around and won't take a man on. I'd love to know the fact on whether or not he's actually ever tackled anybody in the course in of the career. games he's played. I'm not in his career. I just, I just don't. And that frustrates me. And I also don't see the quality of the final ball, which is what he's there for. Yeah, I, I agree with Miles on that. I think he, he is a player that will grow into it, but he can learn from the likes of Silva and Aguero because Silva and Aguero are similar size to Sterling and a similar strength to Sterling. They do not go down easily. The number of times that Aguero has actually made a goal or Silva has made a goal out of the fact that they haven't gone to ground. They could have gone to ground, but they haven't. Well, the most famous, the most famous goal Aguero has ever scored. And actually play that killer ball that. Yeah, I agree. Or, or even just tip, chip the ball in. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I think Sterling needs to learn from that. He does need to mature a bit, but the reality of it is, you know, I think we have paid for the potential as far as he's concerned. And there are times when he shows great quality. You go back to the Bournemouth game, he scored some very good goals. Probably could have had double the, the yeah, goal tally he if he really tried harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against yeah. Bournemouth. But, yeah. No disrespect to the Cherries, but against Bournemouth. So, and, and, yeah. Anyway, anyway let's, let's draw a line under Sterling for the moment. Um, OK, I understand, Steve, you've been watching our under-21s today. I, I Chelsea. Did they, yeah, they played Chelsea away this evening, and, um, and? which was on on Sky Two. They won two nil. Good. Um, but a very was good Mourinho in charge, or was he banished to the stands? <laughs> yeah, but he was. Yeah, he wasn't even there. Actually, I think he'd been banished to the other side of the M25. Um, <laughs> it was. It was a very good open game. Chelsea, like um, City, have actually got a very good youth set up. They managed to get a lot of good players in, and and. We took the lead through a free kick from Besant Selina, which was beautifully taken, very Yaya-like, just outside the area, right into the top corner, gave the goalkeeper absolutely no chance. And, and up till that point in the game, it had been fairly even. It was then fairly even right the way up to the 89th minute when Chelsea were pressing and pressing and pressing. And actually City did something very similar to the, um, the adult, you know, the, the full adult team. And they actually bro- broke away very, very quickly. And Thierry Ambrose had, had um, just popped the ball in with a, a very accomplished finish um, underneath, sliding underneath the goalkeeper. We had threatened probably two or three times in just leading up to that, you know, that we could score from a breakaway. But, but they look a very accomplished team. I think um, Vieira's got them playing in, in, you know, some very nice football. They're very strong on the ball. Um, equally Chelsea are as well, but we shaded it. OK, that's good news. A couple of little bits of uh, loan and transfer news. Uh, Bruno Zuccolini uh, has not made any senior appearances for us, although he's played in, in uh, some pre-season friendlies. He's gone on loan to Middlesbrough, and we have signed on a four-year deal from Brisbane Raw, uh, Luke Bratton, who's been immediately loaned to Bolton who are bottom of the championship and probably need a very good player as well. Apparently he's, he's a little bit on the old, he's 24 or 25, I think, but he's gone out to Bolton, which is good. You know, he will have to do his best there for them and maybe he'll get into our squad at some stage. Uh, okay. Let's move on now to, uh, this week's games. Uh, the first one coming up Wednesday night, Crystal Palace League Cup. Steve, your thoughts. What, what sort of team are we going to put out? Will we well, see Ian Archer? Will we see Roberts? Will, or will I we think, see anybody else? I, th- I think we probably should actually see both of those, in fact. Yeah. Um, the, the, they both need some game time 
in senior football, really. Um, Ineaccio looked quite good when he came on um, in, the, again, in the derby against Man U. He actually looked quite good when he came on against Bournemouth and was unlucky to have had a goal chalked off that was really quite good from what I saw. And actually seeing it live, I thought it was a goal. And when I saw the replay on Match of the Day, I thought it was a goal. Um, but he really needs some game time. I think Roberts really... I was disappointed he didn't get an opportunity to play against United yesterday, even if it was only for just for 20 minutes. But obviously, you know, the way we were playing, we, we, we probably needed a, a non-attack-minded player for it's that. It's a big game um, for your first appearance, I would have said. But I think yeah, he might, he might, we might see he's got a fantastic goal, did he not, in the under-21s? Absolutely From brilliant. About halfway, goal. halfway line. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's a, he's a very strong, very fast player with a good finish on him. And, and I think I see a really good future for him. I, I think the only problem he might have is breaking into the first team is quite hard. So games like the one against Palace actually are, are ripe for people like him and Ian actually you know, to show what they can do. Um, for us as as a team, and and actually try and um, get Pellegrini aware of um, you know the fact that we need them from time to time. Okay. And your forecast, especially when people forecast? get I think City three one. Okay, Miles. You know, I think I, I underestimate Palace at your peril. Um, having yeah. having been down there to watch the game, I mean, there is speed. Um, they break fast. They play wide. I mean, they're very attractive to watch as well. I think I think they're they're a good team. Um, and I think they'll come, and this will be their, you know, they're, they're, they're up, they're up for it. So, um, but I think he obviously will make changes, and I think those changes, the ones we've already discussed, Ainaccio, I really like what I see there, um, I, and I want to see much more of him play. This is exactly the kind of game. If you remember at the Palace game, he came on and he he scored the goal that eventually gave us the three points. Um, so he is he is someone who I really I, I love to see play. I wouldn't want to change too much of the rest. I think we should take all competition seriously and I, I you know I don't like a wholesale change but we also obviously need to rest and get ready for the next big game um, but Palace serious fast quick team and what and when we don't play with pace we're also at our weakness so when we're playing against a team that is pacing we're not playing at pace I think that's when we can get caught short so I'm looking for you know bring in some pace bring in Iannaccio who runs like anything uh, but don't do wholesale changes scorecast 2-1 to us. And we're not going to see Silver or Delph in this game? No. I, mean, I, I don't know what's happened with Delph. Anyone, <laughs> does anybody know what's happened with Delph? There's no news about him at all. No. Still injured, I think, from yeah. what I understand. He's probably at least, th- at least three or four weeks away from a game again. Silver? Silver was reckoned to Silver be... Silver was on the verge quicker, of it, but yeah. I, still, I still don't think... I don't think you'll see Silver unless he really needs him to have a warm-up game. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I agree with Miles. I think Palace are a decent team. They've got a decent manager in Pardew. I think Pardew was a bit unlucky when he was up at Newcastle, to be fair, and, and he's done a really good job at Palace. Um, not a very nice guy. I think he had the foundations laid for him there, really. Absolutely. OK, so we, we, we all think they're going to win. I, I reckon 1-0, 2-0, something like that. Um, and the following game is against Norwich, who are really, really struggling. <laughs> Steve? Yes. Uh, and I would say City probably win with a bucket full, I think, <laughs> against Norwich. I think it's it's very similar to the Bournemouth game, to be fair. It's a home it's a home fixture, a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. I can I can see that whatever team we put out will probably be stronger than Norwich and I can't see how we wouldn't get four points from that game. Um and, and I reckon help our goal difference quite Three nil? Four nil. Four nil. Four nil. Miles. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I, I really like the three o'clock Saturday <laughs> kickoff, that old traditional time, and I think I think we do play to it. Um, 
I, I, I completely agree. Pro- probably slightly more conservative, probably your two or three nil. Um, but a great chance to, to, you know, stretch the legs before the next game in Europe. Absolutely, which is the following Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And if we, um, what are we looking for at Sevilla? A point? I mean, we've got a chance to, do, to talk about the game next, the next podcast, yeah, but just let's draw, have a, 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 a pre-forecast, if you like. Wouldn't hurt, would it, Stuart? A which? A draw? A, a draw against Sevilla wouldn't draw would hurt be great. chances yeah. at all. No. It, you know I think what? that's all we need, really. Yeah, I think if we, if we go with the mentality that we took to, to the swamp, um, there's some merit in that. There's some merit in doing that um, away in Europe to, you know, potentially our competitor for, for second place. So, um, yeah, I, I think a draw would be great. A win would be fabulous. I, I, actually, I actually think if we want to qualify from that group, we need a draw against Sevilla. We probably need a draw against Juve and beat Munch and Gladbach yeah. at home. And I think that will see us through comfortably. OK, so we reckon we're going to win all our next three games, qualify for the next stage of Europe... And win the league, yes, and the league cup. Absolutely, the, the Capital cup. One Cup, as it's now known. Well, okay. What, what do you guys think of the um, third team kit? You know, the away kit. Oh, well, the the, the green one. The green. Yeah. Oh, the yellow. Yeah, sorry, the, the one that we played one. in Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. I don't care what I we think play. It's we can, nice, actually. I think it's probably the best kit we've had for a long time. We can play naked as long as we win. I <laughs> give, give 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 me red and black. Red and black stripes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, red and black stripes, yeah, very yeah. nice, yeah. Okay, we've come to the end of our podcast. Um, I've just got a little bit of housekeeping here to tell you that we've signed up with Ladbrokes, the bookmakers, to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have wrangled out of them for you. Follow the links on this show's description and our Facebook page and Twitter feed and our mini pod at the end of the week with some tips and exclusive odds for you. For starters, there is a free bet of up to £50 for you when you click the link and add the code LAD50. That's LAD50 for £50. Okay, I'd like to thank Steve on the phone. Well done, mate. And Miles in the studio. And it's good night from all of us. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.